Aaron's Radio Show. Very nice, very music, very cool. I like it. Coming to you almost live from Berkeley, California. It's Aaron's Radio Show, the podcast, with your host Aaron Gobbler. Thanks, Jake, and welcome everybody to episode nineteen. You're listening to the podcast version of my three songs, a show where my guest provides three selections, and we talk about why those songs are meaningful to them. The podcast version features full interviews. But includes no licensed music. To enjoy the original version with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream every episode. If you wish to be a guest on the show, please complete the short survey on the My Three Songs page on our website. Now, here's the show. Welcome to My Three Songs, where I play three special songs chosen by my guest, and we talk about why they chose each song. Today, my guest is good high school friend, Mandy Blumenthal. How are you today, Mandy? I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Um, you know, we've known each other for many, many years. Um, and through Facebook uh, lately, I've, uh, I've kept a prize of your hobby of seeing nearly every Billy Joel concert in the tri-state area. Um, I, I know we're going to have a great conversation about that and, and other things. And uh, you probably know you're the fourth high school friend on the show uh, at at what point did you decide that you wanted to join in? Right at the beginning, when you when you uh, interviewed Jenny, I wanted to do it. However, I must have tried to fill out that form a hundred times, and okay. the idea of only picking three songs <laughs> was like Sophie's choice. I kept trying, okay. and I was like, "But wait, then I can't pick that. If I pick right. that, so it it became this thing where I just couldn't pick." But it's something that I've wanted to do since I heard you start to do it. And and I hope you're happy with the list that I'm assuming you're happy with the list that you chose. I am, although I okay. could add about <laughs> songs to it. Okay, okay. You are welcome to come back on the show again. Um, Jen actually indicated that she wants to be on again because she does have another set of three songs. I, I welcome people back to uh, to do other lists if that's what they choose. So. Um, so before we get started, can you tell me like how does music fit into your life? Like, do you listen to it on a whim, or is it a is it a key part of your normal day, or like is it mostly in the background? Well, music music is a huge part of my life. Always has been. Um, I just from listening as a kid to I was also performing all the time. I did choirs and musicals and things like that. And these days, I. You know, I don't do it in the background that much, partly because it affects me so much. It makes me very emotional and things like that. It's hard to have in the background. When I listen, it's usually more purposeful, but it is, it's, it's a huge, huge part of my life. Now, I find that um, I actually sometimes work better with music playing in the background and it is not distracting. I guess part of my brain is like just likes that as almost a meditation kind of thing in the background. So you're saying that, that actually the way you, you, when you listen to music, it is, it's something that you have to really kind of focus on or it, need, it should be something intentional at it that moment. Evoke emotion for me a lot. And so it depends. I mean, some of it's positive certainly, but you know, it, in, in that it's hard to have it as this background because it does sort of, draw attention, whether it's it's a conscious attention or just an emotional attention. I tend to do things in the background 
more like television, like a kind of television that I don't have to sort of pay attention to mm-hmm. music. Um, okay. And music when I listen to, like I said, it's usually much more purposeful either to get energy while I'm exercising or if I'm feeling a certain way or, you know, driving to keep my energy at a certain level, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's, a, yeah, so it sounds like it's a situational, intentional thing and in that you may seek out particular songs or types of songs uh, for the emotions or, or feeling or environment you're trying to create. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know one of your songs is from Billy Joel. Do you want to take a couple of minutes and just explain <laughs> your infatuation with Billy Joel? Well, um, I, you know, I've always loved Billy Joel's music. I, I, what I picked, I picked from the album that sort of introduced me to him as a kid. Um, but as an adult, I have a different kind of connection to him. I, about 30 years ago, a little less than that, met uh, one of the members of the band and through him met other members of the band and have okay. met Billy Joel and through that have gone to a lot of concerts. And so the connection to me is the music that we've all had, the nostalgia of Billy Joel music, but also it becomes my friends on stage and, you know, people that I know and hang out with. And through that have met other fans who also know the band and other fans who go to the concerts a lot. And there's a whole social group of mine that is connected to Billy. So it, it's, it's all mixed up together. Do you travel beyond the tri-state area to see him in concert or is it just the local shows that? Oh no, I've traveled. Time? I mean, over the years I've traveled all over to see him. I've seen him in Chicago and in Florida and Kansas city and Clemson, oh, wow. South Carolina and, and all over the place. You know, I definitely stay mostly in the tri-state area and that's easier these days because, you know, pre-COVID and now starting in November, hopefully post-COVID, he does a monthly residency at Madison Square Garden. So he's local a lot more. Um, So I I don't travel as much as I did beforehand because it's not as necessary because he's very Mm -hmm. available. But yeah, I... Definitely, if he's in the tri-state area, I see him, but I have traveled outside of it. Most recently, actually, he just started performing again in the post-COVID era, and he was at Fenway in Boston and uh, up in, in Buffalo, and I traveled to see those shows just to get my concert groove back on. Okay. Uh, your photos often look like you're like in the front section, like right at the where the, you know, where the security moat is by the stage. <laughs> Yes. I uh, I encourage you to continue to post on Facebook about your journeys to these concerts. It's kind of fun to to live vicariously through uh through someone who's who's like seems to be an integral part or this is an integral part of of you know of your life almost touring with the band per se. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it really is. It really yeah. has become a very important part of my life. Yeah. Not just through again Billy's music but through the band members who I've become friendly with and through uh, the people that it's brought into my life. Nice. That's great. So Mandy, you selected three great songs. Um, and I'm going to guess our listeners have heard of most of these. Uh, so you chose stop in Nevada uh, by Billy Joel from 1973. All I want by toad, the wet sprocket from 1992 and way over yonder by Carol King from 1971. 
uh, I'm eager for us both to listen to these songs together. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm interested in knowing why each of them is meaningful to you. So first, let's take a listen to Stop in Nevada by Billy Joel. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Mandy, Billy Joel has recorded so many songs. Why is this particular song meaningful for you? I love pretty much all the songs on Piano Man. And as I said, it is the album that introduced me to Billy. I have two albums in my life that I have ever listened to so much that I have actually like worn out the grooves or did damage <laughs> to, the, to the album from listening so much and had to buy replacements for. And Piano Man was one of them. The other one is Tapestry, which also I have a, a song from on my list. Mm, okay. um, so it was hard to pick one thing from this album. And while it's not necessarily my favorite Billy Joel song, which is impossible to pick anyway, about 20 years ago in concert, Billy started doing this thing where he would offer the audience a choice of two different songs and by voting or screaming or whatever, have the audience pick which one he plays. And I remember when he first started doing it, he offered this song. And then I can't, re I believe it was Vienna that it went up against. It was like me and my friend who screamed for Stop in Nevada and everybody else screamed for the other choice. And then he, you know, he tried it a couple other times. It never won, but we felt like we got teased because he never did it. And for like 20 years, I was like dying to hear this, him do it live after him offering it. And shortly before the pandemic in 2018, 2019, maybe, he finally added it in as a song he sang, not with the, with the audience choice. And so it has this like heightened meaning to me now okay. because I finally got to hear it after pining over it for years and being teased with it so long ago. I went to look at the list of songs from that album and I realized that, you know, there's maybe three or four that I'm, that are really, that I'm familiar with are the ones that are the, the most famous ones. I'll admit that I don't know like every single song by Billy Joel. I know a lot of his songs. As I listen to this song, I'm hearing like the sly guitar and a kind of a country feel to it. And like a little bit like the Eagles or even some old um, Doobie Brothers sound, but not what I would normally uh, associate with with Billy Joel, so you know a lot of his catalog. Would you say this song is um, stands out musically from a lot of his other work? Well, I think that his albums tend to be thematic; they tend to have a sound to them, and each album is sort of inspired by different sounds. So I don't, I don't feel like he has one sound. He gets inspired, and then he does an album. So if you, if you look at some of his albums, some of them have a, a jazz feel to them and some of them are a little more rock and some of them are a little more doo up. And it's just what at the time of him creating the album was inspiring him. So, you know, I do think this has a little more country and he has some songs like the song shameless that he wrote was actually recorded and made a hit by Garth Brooks. Okay. So he laughs that, you know, his kid grew up to be a country star. Yeah. <laughs> and so he does have sounds that are sort of all over the map that he's just very versatile. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. You normally wouldn't just hear this song accidentally because it's not, it's kind of like a B-side per se. But do you take it out? Do you take, do you take it out and play it? You know, that's an old expression. <laughs> do you, right? Do you, uh, do you call it up? Do you like, you know, click on it on your, uh, on your, on your favorites list or something uh, intentionally now and then? I, I do. And I do yeah. on a lot of this album. I love a lot of the songs. Worst comes to worst, somewhere along the line. A lot of the songs that are not necessarily from the charts from this album, because this this really wasn't the album that that he sort of exploded on. I think the stranger yeah. are the songs that more people know. And I think a lot of people think of when they think of Philly or what really made him hit the charts. Um, and this was prior to that. But I just have a special love for this album. Um, the thing about Billy Joel that I love is obviously the music that's been a part of my life forever, but the people that he works with that I've gotten to know, I have met him. He's an incredible person. He has incredible people working with him. And so it's just the love has deepened through mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I didn't, I didn't really understand the extent of uh, the connection and just imagine that you were like, super fan number you know number one or something so uh no i I really enjoyed our conversation about billy joel thank you for for all the the background on that the next song in your list is all i want by toad the wet sprocket hello podcast listener to experience this episode with music included please visit our website aaronsradio.show where you can stream all episodes mandy i know this song really well uh, and I have a certain affinity for the band's name because it was taken from a Monty Python comedy sketch. Yes, it um, was. What, what inspired you to add this song to your list? Um, kind of like Billy, Toad has had a, a big impact in my life. They are, you know, he's obviously one of my favorite artists. They have been my favorite band. Um, and this was the song that introduced me to him. So again, sort of I'm going with the the theme of of how I first found these artists um, hard for me to pick my favorite Toad song because it changes all the time. Okay. But um, this, like I said, this is the one that I first heard and that grabbed me and got me to listen to more of their music, and I just fell in love with it. I just love the sound, and and through the years, I have met the band again once again i met them um they're great guys and it also brought people into my life this was back when the interwebs was a new thing and i found other fans because not a lot of people that i knew unlike with billy not a lot of people that i knew were as into this band and i found people on alt message boards and in the early early days of aol okay found my first internet friends through the band and now almost you know what almost 30 years later yeah. years later i am still in touch with a lot of them um, and we just kept touch we became friends through the band and then it expanded past that and so there, there are people who've been important to me and it you know it extends and then you sort of associate the music with the people who mean so much to you. 
Sure, sure. Sure. I and I um I know they've had other hits besides this one, but I'm certainly this is like the blockbuster one that you continue to hear on the radio or, you know, we're in Trader Joe's or other <laughs> places. Um and uh what Maybe what Walk on the ocean has been big. Something's right. always wrong was also pretty big. Okay, yeah. Now that's coming they're coming back to me now. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Um that in the late nineties, uh the band broke up and they did some they all did some individual blended some solo stuff and uh, Todd and Dean created a band called Lapdog, which was also great. Um and then a couple of years ago they came back together and put out uh, a new album called New Constellation and actually they just just came out like last month with another new album that was done through COVID called uh, Starting Now. So they're touring now with their newest album. And what is your unvarnished opinion of of the regrouping and the re the reestablishing of the band? Um, it's been great. I mean, they they uh, still have that same sound. It's funny. Glenn had had been talking about how he he's done a lot of live broadcasts through COVID. Um, okay. He raised a lot of money for charities doing lives and asking for donations and things like that. And he was talking about how you know he can write. He doesn't feel like he has a particular sound on his own. Like some things I write sound like folk music, some sound like rock, some sound like um, country. But he comes in and Todd puts his spin on it, and then Dean puts something on it, and the next thing you know, he's like, and then it it always comes out sounding like a Toad song. Mm. That their mm-hmm. collaboration just has a sound to it, and Very uh, interesting. yeah, I think the new yeah. albums, both the, the newer albums are great and sound just as good and hold up just as well as the old stuff. Nice. I'll, ha- I'll have to check that out. Um, I guess I just have this feeling like when, when bands decide to regroup that sometimes they're the best stuff they did, it was behind them. The only, <laughs> so you know, the only bummer about their new coming together now is Randy Gus, who is the drummer um, for a bunch of reasons has not been joining them on this latest album and on the tour. Um, so it's still Toad and it still sounds like Toad. But for me, you know, I love having Randy with them too. And he was missed. Well, thanks for some background information on, on the group. Because, because I, I only really know them from, those, from the three songs. And now that I realize I, I do know other songs by them. And, uh, and it's inspired me to go and listen to, to more of their catalog. Well, I will say that some of, my, some of the songs I love the most are from their newer stuff. There's a song called The Moment on new constellation that's one of my favorites you know the new the new album is very new so i'm still sort of gearing up to completely fall in love with some of those but there's there's a a collaboration with michael mcdonald on there oh Um, wow okay so there's been yeah there's some great stuff in the new music definitely recommend listening great i'll have to check that out and then i'll i'll get back to you and tell you what i what i think so the last song on your list is Way Over Yonder by Carol King. And, uh, you know, let's give it a listen. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Mandy, my sister Ellen bought the now legendary Tapestry album when it came out. 
Um, and I became familiar with the, with the songs on it long before I realized that Carol King had an amazing history of writing huge hits for uh, other performers in the 60s. What inspired you to include this song in your list? Um, Carol King, to me, is my musical idol. I, I mean, she, I just worship her. <laughs> okay. The, as I was saying, along with Piano Man, which is the other album that I just listened to until it was dead and I had to buy another album. Okay. It, it, to me, I think the best album ever made. If I had to pick one, that would be it. Um, and I think so many people aren't aware of what a prolific songwriter she was long before she recorded her own music. Uh, I think more people now, uh, since the, the musical Beautiful came out, which is the story of her history, sure. you know, in the Brill Building era and, and long before uh, Tapestry came out. But a lot of people still don't really know. And, you know, she did it at a time when it was a lot harder for women to be taken seriously as professionals and as musicians. And, and, uh, she's really quite amazing. Uh, she had more than a hundred songs that hit the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. I didn't know that. That's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. And there's something <laughs> very soothing to me. There's something so grounded and soothing that just, climbs inside about her voice. And so she she's another one, you know, that really I feel the emotion of the song through her so much so that it's hard for me to have it on in the background because I get very emotional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and uh and I wonder if somewhere somebody in her life said, you know, she should actually be in front of the song. She shouldn't be just one writing the song, that she actually should be performing it. Quite a quite a talented woman. Mandy, is there anything else you'd like to share about your selections, like how they how they're all tied together, or just anything that we hadn't mentioned in the uh, previously? Music has been so central in my life, and not just the music itself, but what it's brought to me emotionally, the people that it's brought into my life, and these are all selections that really dig deep into my soul. You know, that, uh -huh. that aren't just ear candy, but that really mean to me. And it's, it, you know, it's still hard. I, there are, like I said, a hundred other songs I could probably <laughs> put on this list, which is what, what was so hard at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that, you know, I sort of tried to balance like with Billy Joel, not necessarily picking the one that most people would know, but with sure. Toad, who might not be as well known to people one that more people might know. Um, and then picking one song off the tapestry is just so he's close. So mm. I, I just had mm. to mm -hmm. close my eyes and pick. But it, it was fun trying to decide because it mm -hmm. made me review some music that means a lot to me. And what would I want to put on something that, that I put out there representing what, what is important music to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to to curate this list. And I had a lot of fun, uh, you know, going, listening to the songs prior to the show and then talking with, with you about them. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. And I had a great oh. time picking them. I had a great time talking with you. And now it inspires me to want to go pick some more and do it again. Awesome. That sounds awesome. And you're welcome to come back. So uh, to my listeners, if you want to be part of this show, 
Start by going to our website, aaronsradio.show, and clicking on the My Three Songs button on the homepage. You can also sign up for the mailing list so that you'll know immediately when a new episode is available. Until next time, keep your ears and mind open and let more music into your world. You're listening to Aaron's Radio Show. Yeah.